Hello and welcome to Harris in Conversation, our Harris Federation teaching and learning podcast brought to you remotely from London. Our series aims to bring important and relevant teaching and learning conversations to you, whether you're a frontline teacher, a school leader, an educational enthusiast, or you just clicked on this by mistake. My name is Ollie Blagden, and today I'm joined by two special guests, our very own Harris Heads of English, Lucia Cantanzaro and Lucy Dixon. In this final, celebratory episode of this year, and what a year, Lucia and Lucy discuss some of their successes, unpick some of their exciting curriculum reforms, and look ahead to their respective visions for September. So, for the final time this school year, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi there, Lucia and Lucy. How are you? Hi, Oliver. Good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you both so much for joining us. We are in the last episode now of Harrison Conversation for this year, and it has been a crazy year, as you both know. Would you mind, by kicking off, just telling us a little bit about you, introduce yourselves, and maybe just give us a little bit of context about your school? Hi, my name's I'm Lucy Dixon. I'm Head of English at Harris Aspire and Professional Skills Sixth Form. We're located in South Norwood and we have quite a unique setting here in that we have a combination of alternative provision students, um, of which are made up of year 10 and 11, and also students that come to us to do resets for their GCSEs, as well as their level three qualifications as well. Excellent. Thank you so much. How about you, Lucia? Hi, uh, I'm Lucia Catanzara. I'm head of English at Harris Academy Morden. I have been head here um, of the English department for approximately four years now. We're um, a mixed set school in Morden. Excellent. And obviously two very different settings and contexts there. We have had a really challenging year in many respects and I suppose the first thing that I'd be really interested to know is how your year has been and I know there have been a lot of challenges but thinking about some of those positive takeaways what are you really proud of this year what are some of the highlights or achievements maybe starting with you Lucia? I think one of the things that I have been most proud of this year, along with the perseverance of the students under such challenging circumstances, is actually my team and the sense that they have followed along with the notion of self-improvement and building themselves as practitioners through their use of using their time wisely to develop their CPD and allowing for us to have really great discussions during the online home learning time and also once we've got back to work as well so that we can really kind of build from one another. That's fantastic so even though there were so many challenges and we had to kind of rethink the way that we approach teaching in many ways that was something of an opportunity was it? Definitely that's that's really how it all came about because I'm not sure if other teachers will admit it but I think a lot of us at the beginning we were overworking ourselves And it was really quite hard when you were working from home to have this kind of switch off. So we as a department decided to ensure that we did have a certain switch off time, but that we had also accomplished something for ourselves 
And that idea was that we were looking at CPD for ourselves and we put together a tracking system so that we could share information with one another on what was effective. So in the long run, of course, it would support our students, but it was really helping us to take that time to improve ourselves and set ourselves some goals in a time when actually we were so far from that idea of goals and target setting, really. It was it was just a very weird time. So it really helped to have this idea of personal challenges, should I say. And what were kind of some of those areas of CPD that either yourself or any of the team focused on? Any examples at all? So one of them which I just wish I'd found so much earlier was um, using an online programme called Massalit. And that's something we, we just used it for the introductory trial period, but I've since signed up to it. So Massalit is an online provision of um, lectures and seminars from university lecturers. It covers a lot of the core texts and is also broken down into GCSE or A-level exam specs as well, which is fantastic. And we're using it with our top level students for their GCSEs as homework and revision material. Also, we looked at Mary Myatt, High Challenge, Low Threats, and included actually in our CPD tracking system was the idea of reading. So we would say to each other, like, what what are you reading? You know, because how often do we get a chance to sit down and read and actually really discuss? So Akala featured quite highly with natives. There were a lot of podcasts in there as well. Quite a lot of non-fiction reading, actually, I thought was interesting. Mallory Blackman as well. She's been very popular in our curriculum uh, revival here. So we had quite a lot of her text. Fantastic. So a real chance to have a bit of space just to go and do some reading, some research, some personal development. Lucy, have you have you sort of experienced similar challenges? And, you know, what are some of the positives you've had from this year? What have been the successes that you felt in your department? I feel our successes are mainly in the kind of resilience that's been shown both from students and staff as well, particularly with the TAGS process. The level of uncertainty was definitely provided a lot of challenge for our students that often need a lot of consistency and the chop and change and unknowns definitely kind of increased anxiety. But I feel like our staff really rose to being able to still provide a very supportive environment for our students throughout that process and still got very desirable outcomes despite those very challenging circumstances. Another big focus for us this year has been literacy, not just within English, the English department, but across the school. And we've been having a lot of whole school CPD on that. And again, like the staff response has been really, really positive. And I know now that we're going to be into into next ac- academic year, despite the challenges of this year, um, having really made, made uh, progress within that particular area of the curriculum. It's fantastic. So again, it's the sense of kind of the team pulling together throughout and tags. I mean, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was a challenging time for everyone. So it's great that you feel a sense of the team solidifying through that. And thinking about next year then, moving on to curriculum, what are you most excited about? Are there any changes you've made? This is the time of year when we start to, or we finish refreshing our curriculum before September. What are any of those changes you've made and what are you excited about? 
So with, with the nature of our students, engagement is always a huge focus for us within the curriculum. And that engagement comes through two things, really. It comes through pace and accessibility, and then also with trying to teach through engaging and interesting texts. And what we've spent a lot of time in the last few weeks really reviewing the texts that we teach the curriculum through for language and literature. So for this half term, we've had our cohort of year 10s join us, who will become our year 11 students next year. And I've been teaching them English language GCSE skills through the text of Pigeon English. And our students have responded really well to that. They've really engaged with the text and the book. And I found it far more effective teaching those, those core exam skills through one really engaging text where they're interested in the narrative of it rather than teaching kind of lots of bitty texts or a new one every week or every lesson um, has worked really well for them in kind of drawing them back in and getting them interested in learning and wanting to be in the classroom. And then also in a kind of wider level, we've been focusing on make, on having a, as much diversity as possible within our texts, celebrating the culture of our students. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to teaching some of those, some of those next year. Brilliant. You mentioned Pigeon English. That's definitely a text that our team are a big fan of. So that's mm -hmm. really good news. What is it about Pigeon English you think that has gone down well? Why is that an enjoyable text to teach? Or what do you think it is that pupils see in it that's engaging? I think there's in that they can recognise themselves within it. It has a protagonist that is very recognisable and relatable for them within a world that they understand. And it gives them an opportunity to reflect and talk about a kind of social context which matters to them as well. Interestingly, just this week, we've, we've looked at the ending of the book and interestingly, they've all responded the same in that they were disappointed with the ending. So they've all really engaged with the book all the way through. But for none of them, it was the kind of ending and outcome that they wanted. So it was a really nice exercise was getting them to reflect upon that and rewrite their own ending for the book, how they would like the book to end for Harry, which was a, re a really, really an engaging lesson for them. That's so interesting. And as you sort of allude to it, that really does evince a, an engagement with the text, doesn't it? If they're, mm -hmm. Even if they're disappointed by the ending, great that they've been there on that journey. And how about you, Lachia? Curriculum changes for next year. Anything you're excited about? What's driving you forward into next year? I think we are going to have a really interesting year next year because we have done nothing but change what we're planning to teach. So it's going to be a real learning curve for all of us. Um, we haven't made really any significant changes to our key stage four schemes of work, but with regards to key stage three, that has had a complete overhaul. And at first, there were some moments of resistance and reluctance, just because naturally, when you start to think about new schemes of work and things like that, you will associate it with more paperwork, more planning, etc. But now we are just so geared up, we're so excited to go. So with regards to key stationery, that's had a major overhaul. And essentially it came through lots of discussions with our consultant, Laura, and the team as a whole. We realised that a lot of the texts that we chose, and we chose them because we loved them and we really enjoyed them. But 
were they perhaps really truly reflective of our cohorts and the students that we were teaching how much were they getting out of it was our passion enough to put across our message of learning about the world in the best way possible so you know we did take away of mice and men which was many hours of discussion and we've replaced that with lots of shorts and lots of anthologies so that we can address the the need for more diversity in the curriculum in a quite a short snappy engaging way in the sense that they're getting to have this kind of oversight of lots of different authors and poets um, and then that allows for them to be able to go and do lots of their own research and studies and things like that into it rather than having one prolonged period of time with just one artist or, or, or author sorry again it's that idea isn't it that refreshing or revamping or rebuilding a curriculum I suppose is a little like tearing a plaster off and you know it's going to be a lot of work as you hinted at but it's I suppose when you get stuck into it it can be really rewarding can't it and one thing that's popped up from both of you is that idea of representation in a curriculum and students feeling represented in texts it's fantastic to see that that's something that is being thought about Um, And it's a continual journey. Just moving on to the last point now, as we look into September, what is your vision for your department going into next year? For my department, I think they fully support this notion as well, is to really foster a love of reading, not only for us once again as teachers, so the the texts that we are having to, to teach to our students, but actually text that we can enjoy ourselves as well and to really pass that on to our pupils there's nothing better than actually having conversations with students about a book that they have chosen or that has been recommended to them by another student or a teacher it's to get them really talking about books and to recognize the importance and significance of reading that's what we're working for is to really kind of foster love of reading and get that flying high how about you lucy i think the focus for us with our particular context is always going to be to re-engage students back with their education. Often our students come to us and they have a lot of missed education or they feel kind of unwanted by, by the institution of education and so to create an environment where they feel that they belong and where they can also be successful. Even some of our sixth form students that are coming as retakes, they often feel a bit dejected when they join. So like over the course of the year, just reinstilling that confidence and a, a desire to learn, I think is, is really important and the kind of the main vision and goal of, of our department here. Those both sound really aspiring and focused and I wish you all the best with those, it's really exciting. I'm going to put you on the spot and chuck in one more question, it's a bit fun. Do you have a teacher from your past who really inspired you and motivated you? And if so, who is that teacher? And do you want to tell us a bit about them? (laughs) Sandra Young would be mine. I would love to know what Sandra Young is up to and if she's still teaching, because many Google searches have failed me. Um, Sandra Young was my teacher for year nine and year 10. And unfortunately, she left at the end of year 10. So she didn't get to see us through to our GCSE. But for my friends and oh she was just amazing she really was so relatable so so funny so engaging she captivated us 
our attention every single lesson and I generally don't think that if it wasn't for her I wouldn't have been an, an English teacher I would have went to this profession she really just was an inspiration a true inspiration and her name was Sandra Sandra Young Sandra Young we're on a mission to find you and thank you <laughs> <laughs> and how about you Lucy um, I'm thinking about my my teacher that I had for year 10 and 11 through my GCSEs English, Miss Sidaway. I don't know what her first name is, but she she was a really inspiring teacher, not just because her enthusiasm for the subjects just kind of constantly shone through, but she was also just a real, like you just constantly had this feeling that she had your back and she really cared about you. I never felt like kind of worried or unsupported or vulnerable because I always felt like, you know, she was there. And so, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably say that she was a huge influence and inspiration as a teacher. What a happy and positive way to end. Thank <laughs> you both so, so much for taking the time to speak to us. Sounds like you've got some really exciting plans for next year. Wish you all the best with it. And I hope you have a really relaxing summer Go and enjoy the sun. Thank you, Ali. Thank you. This was Harris in Conversation. My name is Ollie Blagden. You can find the Harris English Consultants on Twitter at HFedEnglish and me at Oliver Blagden. If you haven't already, check out our other teaching and learning interviews at podbean.com forward slash Harrison Conversation and our latest pupil podcast resources at anchor.fm forward slash learning with Harris or find both of them on Spotify. Join us soon for our next interview and until then, take care. <laughs>